Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Hello and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I am so grateful to have our next guest come on and share all of her experiences with us. Her, our guest has worked in the NFL for six years. She started there in 2015 working in game operations for two seasons. She then started in officiating during the 2017 season and has been there ever since holding roles from assistant to special project coordinator to her now role manager of officiating administration. Welcome Sarah D'Angelo. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're really, really excited too. Um, this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm really excited to talk about officiating. Um, we haven't had anybody on yet um, in that department. So it's going to be cool to hear about everything. And um, as I mentioned, you're, you've been in the NFL for six years. It's really great to see someone grow so much within an organization and specifically a department, you know, it shows that you have a passion for specifically officiating and also that you can grow within the NFL as well. So definitely. Yeah. I, I can't believe when you said six years, I was like, yikes, it hasn't really been that long, but it is, awesome. um, which is crazy to think about. Um, it's just so crazy that when I started in game operations in 2015 and then switching back over to officiating how much I learned in the two different roles in the two different groups. I mean, they are both under football operations under the overarching football operations department, right. but totally different perspectives of the game of football and in within the NFL. So I've learned a lot in the past six years between yeah. the two roles. It's cool to see that you can like do both fields and still, um, and then find your passion maybe within that. So why don't you tell us about your role right now in officiating and just maybe what a day in the life entails for that. <laughs> so the day in the life, I mean, it depends on the time of year and the day of the week, really. Um, but it's a great group that I'm in, um, a great group of people, um, even within football operations. It's awesome. Um, you know, in officiating, especially during the season, there's a lot that can happen. There's a routine mostly within the season that, you know, we follow through week in, week out. You know, you know that you're going to have games on Thursday on Sunday on Monday and you know week in and week out you close out the following week the previous week and you go into the following week um, in the off season I always say it's a little bit more chaotic because it's not as routine as it is in season um, there's a lot of different off season meetings happening everybody's well now we're starting to open up with traveling a little bit more 
um, and everybody's getting pulled in different directions. And a lot of people think, oh, it's the off season. We always have a joke that what off season? There is no such thing. And we're always, there's always something going on. We're always preparing for the next season and what we can do better um, based off of the previous season going into the next one. Um, you know, off-season meetings with our officials, training based on the new rules that are voted upon. There's always something going on. Um, so we, it changes a lot depending on the time of year. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy that you say that the off-season is like more hectic because you would think the opposite way, but I get it like being on a schedule during the season is probably, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I like the Knicks and I was just hearing about Julius Randall say saying that the off season was actually his favorite, like part of the season. So, uh, that interested me too. I'm like, Oh, you don't like, like playing the games and stuff, but I guess, yeah, you could look at it in that way that a lot is going on in the off season. Cause you're preparing for what's going to happen during the season. And then everything's yep. laid out, yep. but yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the department of officiating, I feel like it kind of has been looked at as male saturated and maybe not very common for women to be. And so if you could just tell us, you know, where you stand as a female in the department, how many female coworkers you have, what does it look like for you? So first of all, I, that's something great that I learned from this podcast was the male saturated versus male dominated. I love I learned this that. newly too. Love that. So <laughs> thank you for that, for teaching me that and spreading that message. So um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's always you know, the mentality in sports of women in sports that you're going to be surrounded by men. And that's just how it is. But I mean, and that's how it is for me too. Only until very recently, I was the only woman in the department and internal department, I should say, there's a lot of layers of our department and um, includes the officials and everything, but our internal department, I was the only one. Um, And I, I was comfortable with it and I was okay with it because like I said, I'm in a great group and Um, they respect me. I respect them. So it's, I was really fine with it. I think I learned to stand my own ground because I was the only one that really noticed it. You know, I was the only one that noticed I was the only girl in the room, Mm -hmm. but they respected me just like I, you know, they, I was in the room like everybody else. So, um, so like I said, only until very recently, I was the only one in the department. Now we have, uh, three women within our department, which is awesome. Awesome. And um, a lot of ex- our external department within football operations and all the other departments we work with within the NFL, women are everywhere. Um, there's the NFL has a huge emphasis with women in the NFL and they're all brilliant. So I'm very lucky to work with the people that I work with. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's great that now there's a couple of you and just you being the only one there and knowing that you belong there and you're, you're just showing other people and maybe the younger generation too, that you can be in a fishing, you can be in whatever department you want. And I think maybe it was more of an issue, maybe a couple of years ago, or, you know, and we're still working on things, but I think now mm-hmm. it's getting better. Like you said, the NFL, you know, hires amazing women. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's just really important to see people um, and women in the department that maybe you want to go into. So you kind of said that you never really had an issue with maybe being the only woman in the room, but what is your, you know, how do you have confidence and how do you know that you belong there? And what does that kind of take for you? Or is it just, you know, something that you don't really have to try? You just, you know, you belong, but um, is there any advice you could give for people who maybe feel intimidated being the only woman in a department? It's definitely intimidating. I think 
in sports in general, especially, you know, for me, when I joined the NFL, when I first started being in professional sports, first of all, never thought that I would be in professional sports, but here I am. Um, and it's just, it was very intimidating to me to, you know, walk around and be in meetings and different things. Like I, it was almost like a pinch me moment of like, where am I right now? I'm at the NFL. It was, it was intimidating. It was a lot to take in. It was very overwhelming. And probably um, for anyone of any gender. And yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, you have to think about it. Like I'm in the NFL office right now. Like, it just, <laughs> you had to kind of remind yourself where you were, but I think for me, obviously when I started, it was, it was difficult and it was a challenge for me to get over because it was so intimidating and it was overwhelming. But I think overall, I just focused on my strengths. I was there for a reason. I was brought in, I was hired. I, I was there for a reason. And I was trying to just hone in on what I knew I could do and what I could bring to the team. And, you know, I know that I, what I, what my characteristics were and what I could do. And I overcame that by just focusing on that and being myself and, and doing my job the way I wanted to do my job. Yeah. I love that. I saw a quote recently. I don't remember what the quote was, but it was just like, know you belong. And, you know, you said you knew what you were capable of. And if you have that confidence in yourself, then nobody can tell you otherwise. And everybody else is going to see that you belong to, and you're meant to be there for a reason. Definitely. So that's great. Yeah. Within my first couple of days at the league, I remember so specifically that I was in a room where everybody, I wanted to just kind of fit into the culture because I didn't know. And I was so new and I was just trying to find my own way, but really I was just, I was like, I need to do what I need to do here. I'm here for a reason. Like I will sit and take notes and write down everything I need to, because that's who I am. Even if everybody else doesn't have a notebook in the room, I'll do that because that's what I need to do to get through. So I, I had to come to that on my own after a little while. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And staying true to yourself. Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah, officiating right now is just, you know, becoming something that we see like Sarah Thomas and Maya Chaka and like being these women refs in the NFL. And I think having them as leaders, having someone like you as a leader is really important to see now. We're making history and that's great. So um, I love everything that you talked about in there and just having confidence, knowing you belong and believing in yourself is really important. So I want to go back to how you really got into sports because you said like, you're like, whoa, I have to pinch myself that I'm working in the NFL. How did you come about working in sports and were you an athlete? Did you watch sports growing up? Is it something that just fell upon you from your, from your beginning jobs where, um, did that, you know, come from? So I, I was an athlete, um, my entire life. And even into college, I was a swimmer. Um, so for me swimming, really, I, it's an independent sport, even though I was on several teams, it's, it's an independent sport. So that definitely brought me to who I am today. On top of that, I'm an only child. So I'm very independent. And I had to like, you know, learn to play games by myself when I was little because I didn't have any siblings to play with. And then on top of that, being an independent athlete, you know, it was always me against me, me against the clock, me against my times. And so I think that made me very self-driven and self-motivated and even just results driven. So I think all of that combined made me who I am today with, again, making my list and getting things done and just being driven by getting things done and knocking things off my list and just, again, results driven. There's positives and negatives to that, though. 
because, you know, yes, I'm very self-motivated. I can do things on my own, but I also hold myself to a very high standard and I have, I put a lot of pressure on myself. So sometimes I have to take it back, like take a breath and say like, okay, I don't have to do that right now. You can walk away. Um, but I think being an athlete and being an independent team athlete was something that brought me to where I am today for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, I played field hockey in college, but in high school I did track so I can relate to the kind of individual sport, even though, you know, you might be on relay teams or whatnot, you're on a big team itself, but just trying to, you're, you're essentially trying to beat your time against the clock. And that kind of relates into the real world of being self-driven. Like you said, I think that goes for me as well, just from being a part of track and then being a part of a college team for field hockey, that kind of brought out my leadership skills, like really being on a team where I'm working with other girls. And then I think also being an athlete in college brought me time management skills. So what are um, some, you kind of touched on this, but what are some other skills that you have gotten out of being a college athlete and then bringing that into the workplace? So I was a college athlete for a very, very short time. I actually ended up leaving the team. And because I had a smaller scholarship, I started working within the athletics department of the university that I was at. And that is what brought me into sports for sure, because I didn't even know that that really existed. And I didn't know at the time, didn't really have a major, didn't really know what I was going for. And then I started working in the athletics department. I said, I love this. This is crazy. So I ended up majoring in or double majoring in business and sports management because it was easy to do at the time. And um, I learned a lot from, from working in athletics and the people that I was working with, the athletes that I became friends with just through that position that I was in. Um, so that really opened the door for me to work in athletics and work in sports. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that same experience of working um, in the athletic department in their college. That's something I wish I did more of, but I know that's how a lot of people start to get their, find their way into the industry is starting out with their college athletic department. And there's really easy internships you can do. Um, Maybe you get college credit. Maybe you're even just at the front desk of the athletic office and you're still work study, work study positions (laughs) and you're still kind of getting that um, you're being in that environment. So I think if anyone's out there listening that you don't know where, where to start in college, that's a great place to start. And it's clearly um, helped for you. So yeah, that's awesome. Definitely good Um, experience. Anytime you can get any sort of experience within sports, whether it be an internship that's paid a work study position, even for if it's a few hours a week, that's, it opens the door. You meet people and you'll learn different things. It opens doors for sure. Yeah. Maybe you see the coaches come in and then you can talk to them. Maybe you can work with a specific team because you, you know, met a coach working there. So great things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I want to again, talk about some more experience that you've had. Um, Sarah and I connected before this and we kind of chatted about what, what we had in common and we both actually went overseas and um, I'm not exactly sure when you went, you can talk to us about this, but I specifically went in college, studied in Sydney, Australia, and I I'd love to talk on what you did, because even though it's not technically sports related, I think it can really help um, develop you as a person going overseas and, you know, doing maybe uh, studying at a college or doing a work study trip and just what um, 
experiences you can get, like what being an athlete has given you. So tell us what that has done for you, what going abroad taught you and kind of your experience with that. Definitely. Yeah. I love that you went to Sydney, Australia. That's like a halfway across the world from where we are. So that's amazing. Um, that's but I think, you know, anywhere you go, whether it's, you know, even domestically or internationally, traveling is such a gift and you get so much experience and knowledge from it. Um, but when I was in college, I studied abroad twice. We had, um, we, they offered short-term study abroad programs. So I didn't do like a full semester, which is no normally what you think of when you hear study abroad, but um, they had two week blocks where you could go to different places and they offered it at different times. So I had the opportunity to go to Ireland and I also went to Luxembourg, which is such a small country in Europe that you'd never even hear of, but it was amazing. Um, and then I also had the amazing opportunity to go to El Salvador for a mission trip during one of our spring breaks. And cool. all three, I've also been other places, of course, and especially throughout college too. But those are the three that I, that when I was studying were amazing to me. And it was just totally different experiences in all three locations, of course, but yeah. really awesome. I learned so much, you know, I grew up fast. I feel like when I was reflecting on this, like I was really, I grew, I had to grow up fast on those trips because I was going kind of by myself. Like, yes, it was with a group of students and yes, it was with the university, but it was also me getting out of my comfort zone, not going with like, you know, my normal group of friends and making new friends and going to a completely different country without my family and different culture. Having, yeah. Having to navigate those sorts of, you know, different, where do I eat? Where do I sleep? Who am I going to dorm with? And just kind of figuring all of that on top of that in Luxembourg and Ireland, taking classes and, you know, going on different excursions, if you want to call it that, that, you know, we would go to different businesses and uh, learn different things. So it was, it was a lot to kind of handle at the time, you know, I guess I didn't really think about it then, but like looking back, like that was a lot I had to do <laughs> to go abroad like that. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, just definitely challenging. I mean, it, it, it is fun. It's, it may seem like so fun and it is very fun, but also like it challenges you, you yourself, like, you know, it makes you step out of your comfort zone. Like you said, you have to immerse in this whole different culture, maybe, um, you know, anywhere you go is kind of a different culture, even domestically. And just being able to step outside your comfort zone, maybe you're not with your friends. I yeah. wasn't really with anybody I knew either people I kind of knew. Um, but essentially you're on your own in this whole different place. And I think it challenges you in a way where you don't even realize it is during it. And then after you feel like this new person almost and yeah, yeah. kind of cliche, but it's true. And it teaches you, I think a lot. Yeah. I mean, speaking of cliches, one of my favorite memories of it while I was in Luxembourg was climbing a mountain in Luxembourg. And it was not with, again, not with like the group of friends that even I made on that trip. It was just, it was one of our last days while we were there. And um, a couple of the other group members were like, yep, there's that mountain up there. We're going to go climb it because apparently there's beautiful views up there. So I said, why not? I'm just going to go. So a few of us went, we climbed this mountain. It wasn't like a hike or anything like that. So if you're picturing that, it really wasn't that. It was just us <laughs> in like jeans and sneakers and a sweatshirt and climbing this mountain. And I was picturing a hike. So. Yeah, no, not at all. It was just not prepared in the slightest. Um, but we climbed this mountain. And when we got to the top where we were, because Luxembourg is such a small country on a map, 
Um, it's in between France and Germany. And from the top of this mountain, you can see, you could see France, Luxembourg and Germany. It was amazing. Wow. Wow. So talking about going out of your comfort zone and like, you know, climbing a mountain. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I can relate to that hundred percent. I did an outdoor class in Australia and we actually did, it was a hike, but I was with classmates that I didn't really know. And it was kind of a challenge to, you know, get to know the other people. It was an all day hike. Like this was 12 like hours. It was so long. It was longest hike I've ever done, but it was, <laughs> it was a challenge that we had to do for this outdoor class. And then we had to blog after and talk about the experiences we had of climbing that mountain and getting to the top and what you felt like when you got to the top. And um, yeah, no, I can relate to that 100%. That's great. So words of the wise, climb a mountain if you have the opportunity. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> this is how we- Whether you're prepared or not for a hike, just do it. <laughs> yep, just do the hike. It'll change your life. Yep, yep. You're going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, no, that's great. So yeah, if you get the chance to, whether it's through school or on your own, I think you should really do that because um, study somewhere abroad or even domestically, like you said, if you have the chance to travel or the opportunity, go for it, take that chance, and you'll probably face a lot of challenges that'll make you into a better person. So I want to go talk about the officiating department again and what your future goals are for officiating itself and then also goals you have for just you in general, whether that's within sports or just you as a person, whatever you might have that are like big out there dreams for yourself. So there, I've mentioned this already, but there's so many opportunities in sports and I, and even through your podcast, you know, there's so many people that come on and say, you don't even know what's out there. You, you know, there's so many things and sports is such a, such an ever changing industry that there are things being created every day that there's so many opportunities and different, different, you know, talents and skills that people have. It's amazing. Um, it's so fast paced, but I mean, I learned something new every day there's all different companies and different things that you can be involved in. So I, I love where I am right now. I love the group that I'm working with. I try not to put too many limits, or if you want to even call it limits on where I want to go and what I want to do, because I didn't even know that I would get to where I am now. Um, I had this plan in my head that I would start, you know, in college athletics and kind of work my way up and maybe eventually be in professional sports, but that didn't work out at all. You know, everything happens for a reason. So I, I don't put, you know, limits or, or, you know, goals really, if you want to call it that in writing or just kind of, I just kind of see what doors open. There's so many opportunities out there. And like I said, everything happens for a reason. It's such a cliche, but it's truly what I believe. And that's what has gotten me to where I am now that, you know, everything will just fall into place as it's supposed to. Yeah. And I think we all kind of have this idea in our head of what we think we're going to do, especially um, maybe when you're in college or you're in high school and you're thinking, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And it, for most people, it ends up changing. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it changes drastically and you have no idea. And I think that's important that, yeah, everything happens for a reason. And you kind of just have to trust the universe to take you on its path And we're all going to have different paths. So you also can't look at, you know, the person next to you and think that you have to be like them or be in their position. I think it's really important to just know you're on your certain path and 
you know, wherever that might take you, it's okay if it changes from what you thought you were going to do. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. So um, I kind of just want to wrap this up with what advice you have for girls wanting to work in maybe specifically officiating or in the NFL in general, just girls wanting to work in the industry of sports. Definitely. So I feel like even, you know, you hear these things so many times that they're just drilled into your head, but I, I try to think of things a little bit differently. Like for example, you always hear get out and network, get out and make connections and talk to people and everything. And that's all well and good. And it's all about, you know, sports you hear again, another cliche of like, it's all about who, you know, and, you know, make those connections and talk to people. And yes, that's 100%. I will repeat that as well. Yes. But you also need to be able to back that up. So it's all about who, you know, but that person that, that, you know, isn't going to be able to back you up or recommend you if they don't really know who you are and you don't have the work ethic or, you know, the experience or whatever it is to back up who you are for that role or anything that you're trying to get to. So you need to be able to back that up and even, you know, not just network to network, reach out to someone. If they see, if you see it's their birthday, say happy birthday, say good morning, hope you have a great week or, you know, see that, you know, your company did this, like reach out, don't just reach out because you need something, but reach out because you need to make that connection and like start that friendship and that relationship um, to keep that so that you're not just nagging that person all the time when you need something. Yeah, of course. I think that's really important. Like you said, even just saying happy birthday, like just, you know, being a friend to somebody I think is really important because you can have these connections, but nobody's going to back you up. If all you're doing is asking them for something, can you get me in here? Can you do this for me? You know, I saw this job just, I think it's important too to make connections and be friends with people um, before you even need something. And I think like I talked about, like just the universe is going to work itself out. Maybe eventually something's going to happen with you and that person where something comes up in the department that they're in. And then it's like, oh, it all works out because I'm already friends with this person. And, you know, don't just go around in the industry and try to get things from people. I think if you really enjoy the industry, you're going to like just talking to people within the industry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that too, when I, when I started at the NFL, there were a lot of people that were just starting with me. And a lot of them were very focused on like, Oh, I'm going to go have lunch with this person. I'm going to go talk to this person. I'm going to walk with this person, which again, all well and good, but you also don't want to be that person of, Oh yeah. You know, they're just going to have lunch now. Like you also, my focus really was like, I did want to make those connections of course, but I was very focused on just not getting involved in the drama and the politics. I just wanted to do my own job and just put my head down and do my job. And I tell this to everybody that I talk to, too. If you put your head down and you do your job and you do it well, the right people are going to notice you 100%. Yeah just do your thing. If you love what you do, people are going to come to you. You're going to, it's not, you don't have to worry so much about who am I going to be, you know, connected with and networking and all that. If you're just doing what you love and what you do, the right things are going to fall into place. Totally. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great advice. Cause I, you're right. A lot of people do say, you know, connect, which is true, but also you have to look at the other side of things of just being yourself and doing your work 
do your job. You have to be able to defend yourself and defend what you've done in your experience. That's, you know, building your resume. It's the, you know, you have to be able to, what did you do in that role and, you know, back up what you've done and what your experience is for sure. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so Mm -hmm. much for sharing all of your experiences, your advice. It was really great to have you on. And can we connect with you on LinkedIn? Um, Is it just your name, Sarah D'Angelo? Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn under Sarah D'Angelo. And I would love to connect with anybody. I'm always willing and able to help and give advice. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You've been really great um, chatting with me and, you know, always being available through email and all of that. And I think that's been really great. Um, You're someone who is willing to help. And I know that if I need help in the field or with anything, I know now I have you as a connection and that's really nice um, to have somebody like that. So I'm really, please, please reach out. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm really appreciative of Sarah. So yeah, if anybody feels like they need somebody um, and to feel comfortable asking about sports, I would definitely go to Sarah. So thank, thank you, you again. Um, this thank you awesome. so much for having me. I love this podcast. I love what you're doing with this. I wish I thought of it because it's, it's <laughs> such a great idea. So it's, it's awesome. I really appreciate what you're doing. Well, you can be a part of it for however you want I'm so happy to have you so um thank you so much again Sarah and I hope everybody got some great advice from this podcast and we'll see you next time on women changing the game great thank you